Hey, everybody, and welcome to NFL Insights Week 15 with Brennan Rampey. We are uh, coming to you a couple days early because of a trip that I, your beloved co-host, am taking. Uh, so we're also down a production assistant. So if you hear a dog barking in the background, uh, we do apologize in advance. We ordinarily don't you do the Thursday game, but since we uh, are recording on Thursday, we will uh, we will include it in, and it's a good one. It's the nine and four Forty Niners going into Seattle to take on the seven and six Seahawks, and uh, this is a this is a huge game for both teams. It is the Forty ers actually win the NFC West if they win today. They beat the Seahawks back in Week Two. That was when. That was the game where Trey Lance unfortunately suffered his season-ending ankle injury. Then Jimmy Garoppolo came in and played really well, and he was playing well all year long until he unfortunately suffered a broken foot. So Brock Purdy was this has been the starter ever since uh, Garoppolo exited the Dolphins game. He finished up that game, and he played really well against the Buccaneers in his first career start. He's listed as questionable, but I think if he wasn't going to play, it would be a, it would be a much bigger deal. So uh, he hasn't lost any game yet, 1-0 as a, as a starter, since he didn't officially start the Dolphins game. But Debo Samuel suffered an, an MCL and ankle sprain, so he'll be out for a couple of weeks, but he'll return in the regular season. They've got a lot of injuries on the defensive line and the secondary. It is a short week, and the Seahawks, uh, they started off great, but then, but then they've been losing a couple of games that they shouldn't have, especially to the Panthers just a couple of days ago. But... It's a rookie quarterback. They're they're at home and in prime time. They have to show up, in my opinion. If they don't, if they don't win this one, I don't think they'll make the playoffs. So I'm going to take the Seahawks here because they know they have to have this one. Well, I'm surprised with that pick. Um, we have a Saturday slate of games, a Saturday triple header. Uh, so the next three games will be taking place on Saturday. Um, we'll start off with Brennan's beloved Vikings, ten and three, coming off a loss to the Lions in what could be a get-right game against the four eight and one Colts. Yeah, a lot of people thought in the in a lot of people in the media thought the Vikings would lose the Vikings would lose to the Lions and uh I I when I also thought so because of how of how close it was last time and the fact that Jameson Williams would uh get more involved. He scored his first career touchdown and uh the Vikings were a little injured and uh I'm not too upset because the Lions might be 6-7, and seven, but they're actually a pretty good team. The Colts are not a good team. They're pretty bad, and they're also pretty disappointing. Uh, Matt Ryan was supposed to be a lot better than Carson Wentz. It never really worked out. Uh, then Frank Reich got fired. Well, he, he got fired probably for, because of benching him, which was never the right thing to do. And honestly, I think these final four weeks might be Matt Ryan's last games in the NFL. That's I would retire if I was him. Uh, the Colts, they don't have the greatest weapons. Well, they do have talent, but I don't know if they have the right quarterback. Quarter- I don't know if they have the right quarterback there. And their offensive line has been uh, constantly changing, and, and, and it hasn't been all that great either. The Vikings defense has been pretty bad, but I think they'll be okay here. And they're 10-3, and three, and after they lost their first, after they lost to the Eagles and Cowboys, they won the games right after. So I like the Vikings to win this one. If they win, they'll win the NFC North. And I think it'll happen. And I really hope they blow out the Colts. I don't want a heart attack again. 
We'll go to the middle game of this triple header, which looks to be the uh, the booby prize, so to speak, of uh, of this trio. We'll have the five and eight Browns welcoming in the nine and four Ravens. Ravens, all kinds of banged up. Uh, Browns starting to Sean Watson. He's still looking to get his feet under him, so to speak. Yes, Deshaun Watson has been starting. He he started the last two games for the Browns. He didn't play very well against the Texans, but because it it was the Texans, uh, they won. And uh, he threw for more passing yards against the uh, Bengals, and he had had a a passing touchdown as well, but still a little rusty, which is to be expected. But this will be Deshaun Watson's first Browns home game. And uh, the Ravens, they got it done against the Steelers. They... I think they got a little lucky with Kenny Pickett leaving the game with a concussion. Then Mitchell Trubisky came in and threw three interceptions. Classic Mitchell Trubisky. And then, uh, yeah, I'm I'm winless when I pick against the Ravens. So I had a feeling I, I said I was going to regret it, and I did. Uh, Lamar Jackson didn't play that week, isn't going to play this week either. Tyler Huntley left the game with a concussion as well. So undrafted free agent Anthony Brown had to finish the game. And... Uh, Tyler Huntley has been practicing in a limited fashion, so maybe he'll play. And the Ravens' defense is a—it's uh, a—it's a pretty good defense. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Browns here, um, the Ravens here, because they have dominated the Browns recently. And then in the uh, nightcap of this triple header, we have uh, what I think most people would agree is the marquee matchup: uh, the ten and three Bills. Uh, welcoming in the eight and five Dolphins. Uh, what's on the line here for the Bills? Well, it's not official, but if the Bills win this one, they'll pretty much win the AFC East again. I expect them to win this game and the AFC East. Uh, the Dolphins started off great, but they were going up against some opponents that aren't all that good. Then they this is a third. This is their third straight road game. Their first road game was against the 49ers, where Tua struggled against the 49ers' great defense, which was to be expected. Then uh, everyone thought they would uh, be able to take care of business against the Chargers, but no, Tua played awful. The the offense couldn't get going against that really banged-up Chargers defense, and now they're going to Buffalo, where it's going to be really cold and apparently snowy as well. Uh, The Bills lost to the Dolphins in Week 3, just barely, and and that was in Miami, so I'm sure they're Really, really looking forward to getting some revenge here. They also signed uh, former wide receiver Cole Beasley. He came out of retirement to join the Bills. Uh, that, along with the Cowboys signing T.Y. Hilton, probably tells me that Odell Beckham Jr. probably isn't going to play this season and will, and will probably sign with the team next year. So uh, I like the Bills to win this one. All right, uh, let's start off with our first Sunday game, and uh, it's a stinker. Uh, the four and nine Saints welcoming in the five and eight Falcons. So the Saints are four and nine. I think the last time we saw them, uh, they blew that lead against the Buccaneers. And uh, considering how Tampa Bay has looked all year, that was uh, that looked that looked really bad. Uh, Dennis Allen was supposed to um, like be just as not just as good as Sean Payton but he was expected to take over and it was expected to be like a smooth transition Jameis Winston played pretty well in 2021 with mediocre weapons before um suffering a torn ACL and then um yeah he started the first three games and then uh Andy Dalton took over and 
Dalton has been up and down, and Dennis Allen refuses to commit to Jameis Winston, which I don't really understand because Winston was the number one overall pick and played pretty well last year. And the Falcons have a new starting quarterback. They're at long last starting third-round pick Desmond Ritter, who was he was a third-round pick from the University of Cincinnati. He was a multi-year starter there, replacing Marcus Mariota. And um, the Saints' defense is pretty good, is pretty talented overall, but they're still losing games because of their offense mostly. Uh, there's a lot of uh, questions about about Dennis Allen's uh, job security or if he's going to be fired or not, but I think after, both, both these teams had a bye, so I think they, they've had a bye to prepare for a rookie quarterback. I know he hasn't played any snaps in the NFL at all, to my knowledge, but I think the Saints should this one. But if they lose, I think the front office will have their minds made up about the fate of Dennis Allen. Gotcha. Um, Marcus Mariota is done for the year, it would appear. Yeah. He's stepped away from the team and is going to have knee surgery. Yep. Okay, let's uh, move on to uh, Carolina, where the 5-8 and eight Panthers, who are uh, really playing well for interim coach Steve Wilkes. That's his name. Uh, uh, you notice how I had to guess there. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcoming in the 5-8 and eight Steelers, Kenny Pickett banged up. Uh, what do you see going on here? So the Panthers were, I think, 1-5 at one point. Uh, Matt Rule had just been fired. Robbie Anderson had a temper tantrum on the sidelines and got traded the next day and Steve Wilkes was their interim head coach and and I thought this team wasn't going to win another game but then they started playing really well out of nowhere and uh, a lot of people think that Steve Wilkes could be uh, the head coach next year but I doubt it because after how Rich Bisaccia did as the interim head coach last year for the Raiders if he didn't get hired as the full-time head coach then uh, I don't know about Wilkes either but but the Panthers are are five and eight and because of how uh, bad the Buccaneers have been recently. Uh, they're still in it to win the NFC South, even though I don't think it'll happen. Um, yeah, the Steelers, they're really struggling on offense, which is to be expected with a rookie quarterback. And they did trade away Chase Claypool to the Bears. Haven't heard anything from him since. But um, yeah, Pickett and Trubisky, they both have struggled. They need another weapon to replace. They need another wide receiver to replace Chase Claypool and the offensive line isn't all that great either. From what I hear, it needs some upgrades. And regardless of who's quarterback for the Steelers, I like the Panthers to win this one. Okay, we didn't talk about this before we recorded, but either one of these next two games I think would be an excellent lock of the week pick. Um, I think we're going to start off with the uh, Bears at 3-10, and 10, welcoming in the 12-1 and 1 Eagles. Uh, do the Bears have any hope of keeping pace with the Eagles? Nope. Eagles. Next. Uh, then we also have uh, the 1-11-1 Texans welcoming in the 10-3 and Chiefs. This is my lock of the week, although it could, it could have been the Eagles as well. The Texans, I, they almost had the upset of the year against the Cowboys, but then they failed for on fourth and goal. I would have gone for the field goal because they were on like the one-yard line. Even though they were 1-10-1, and I would have opted to go up by six. But it didn't happen, and then uh, ninety-eight yard, a ninety-eight yard game-winning drive by the Cowboys. They, they really blew it. And uh, one thing I never, I didn't understand was that Davis Mills would play a little bit, and then Jeff Driscoll would play a little bit. It made absolutely no sense. And from and it, what it, and that and, and what what that tells me is that 
they don't believe they have a franchise quarterback yet. But don't worry, they're, I don't see them winning another game, so they'll be getting Bryce Young on their roster next year. And uh, yeah, they're just awful. Uh, it's really not Lovey Smith's fault because there's really no talent here. But if they fire David Culley after one season, I would expect him to, to go as well. And uh, the Chiefs, they're just, they're pretty much unstoppable, as always, with Patrick Mahomes. And uh, yeah, I just see uh, a high-scoring blowout here by the Chiefs. I like them to win by a lot. Okay, let's head down to Jacksonville, where the 5-8 and eight Jaguars coming off a very impressive win, um, matching up with the 10-3 and three Cowboys coming off of a very unimpressive win. Uh, Jaguars, somebody to look out for? Making noise? Maybe the Titans have really been struggling recently, and at 5-8, and eight, they're still alive, although I don't think they're going to get there this year. But I think in the future years, uh, they could uh, be a playoff team. They've been up and down recently. They had a big win against the Ravens, then got blown out versus the Lions, and then they had that big win against the Titans, which leads me to think that um, they're going to have a letdown or they're going to lose based on their current, uh, based on how it's been going for them the last couple of weeks. The Cowboys just barely got the win, but a win is a win in the NFL, and they're getting some... They, they're getting left tackle Tyron Smith back. He's been out since training camp with a hamstring injury. And they activated James Washington last week, although he didn't do much of anything, if at all. But then they but then they signed veteran wide receiver T.Y. Hilton, not the, not the free agent wide receiver everyone thought the Cowboys were going to sign. But maybe he can uh, help them in the playoff run. Uh, I know the Eagles are, all, are great and all that, but I, there's something that about the Cowboys that makes me feel like they're the best team in the NFC and I'm going to stand by that. So, uh, and perhaps the best team overall. So I'm going to take the Cowboys here. All right. And uh, who would have thought that this next game is actually the marquee matchup at the one o'clock slate for next week. Uh, The seven and six jets welcoming in the six and seven lions Uh, playoff implications abound here. Yeah, there is Uh, when the schedule came out in May and I looked at the schedule every single week, I was like, Jets versus Lions, that game is probably isn't going to mean a whole lot. And, well, I was wrong. Uh, it's a very it's a very important uh, game for both teams. The Jets are trying to get into the playoffs in the AFC. Uh, they're in the hunt right now, and I don't know if they're going to get in. Uh, and, the, and the Lions, they started off 1-6, but now they've, uh, they've, they've started to play really well ever since then. Uh, still Mike White for the Jets. I think the plan is for him to start, but he got uh, uh, he was getting he was getting annihilated out there by the Bills' defensive line. He had to leave the game twice with injuries, but he still came back in anyway. And then he had to go to the hospital for those injuries, but he's expected to be okay. And from what it sounds like, uh, from from what I'm hearing, it sounds like he's going to play. But uh, Zach Wilson is expected to be active. But I don't think he's going to be playing unless Mike White and Joe Flacco were to get hurt. Um, Corey, I saw that wide receiver Corey Davis and defensive tackle Quinn and Williams haven't been practicing. So that doesn't sound so they might not be playing if they're not practicing. And uh, I like the Lions to win this one. They were in MetLife Stadium a couple weeks ago and they beat the Giants. So I like them to beat the Jets too. And I, and I like the Lions to get to seven and seven. They could make the seventh seed and they could be the seventh seed in the NFC potentially. 
Okay, let's move on to Denver. Um, we, when the schedule was drawn up, I thought we'd be seeing Kyler Murray versus Russell Wilson, but uh, it does not appear that way as the 3-10 and 10 Broncos will welcome in the 4-9 Cardinals coming off uh, just a terrible, terrible game against New England where they lost Deshaun Watson. I'm sorry, uh, Kyler Murray for the year uh, and most of next year, most likely to an ACL. Um, what, do, what do you think about this lackluster matchup? Uh, it's a battle to suck. That's what it is. Both of these teams have a losing record. Uh the Broncos are officially eliminated. They're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. I think we knew. I think we knew they weren't going to make it for a while now. The Cardinals haven't been mathematically elim- eliminated yet, but they're not going to make it. Um, it was just devastating to see that happen to Kyler Murray. Uh, so, yep, he's going to be out the rest of this year and probably most of next year too. So, uh, their next next season uh, probably won't be anything too good. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury has has been on the hot seat. Um, so has General Manager Steve Kime, but he's out indefinitely with, due to a health related issue, and no one has any idea what the off season is going to look like. I don't know if they're just going to stand. I don't know if they're just going to let things stay the way they are, or if they're going to make changes. I really don't know what's going to happen here. And with the Broncos, I can. It, it's pretty much. Uh, a lock that Nathaniel Hackett will be fired after one year. I think they're they've been. I think they are the most dis, they are the most disappointing team in the NFL this season to me, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, it's going to be Colt McCoy starting for the Cardinals, and it, and it's going to be Brett Rippon starting for the Broncos. The Broncos actually looked uh, good on offense versus the Chiefs for the first time this this year. They've scored and they've scored in the twenties on occasion, but. They scored 28 points, which was a season high. If they were playing anyone but the Chiefs, they might have won. But unfortunately, no. And uh, despite Mahomes throwing three interceptions, uh, it still wasn't. The Broncos still couldn't win. Russell Wilson did leave the game with a concussion. But yeah, uh, I really have no idea. I'm going to pick the Cardinals, I guess. Okay, speaking of disappointing teams, let's head to Las Vegas where the 5-8 and eight Raiders will welcome in the 7-6 and six Patriots. Raiders have been playing better of late, but is it too little too late? Yeah, I'd say so, especially after an inexcusable loss to the Rams and to Baker Mayfield, who just got there. He was there for like two days, and then he led a game-winning like 98-yard drive. It was, it was uh, unacceptable. And that was the second, not the second. The Raiders have had multiple bad losses this year. They were, they blew a twenty to zero lead to a Cardinals team that didn't have DeAndre Hopkins at that time. They blew a seventeen to zero point lead to the. They blew a seventeen to zero lead against the Chiefs, which you understand, but still frustrating. Then a seventeen to zero lead to the Jaguars. Then a loss to Jeff Saturday, and and then that loss to the Rams. I mean. The belief is that Josh McDaniels will be safe, and I mean, they're playing. They're they have they're playing with a, bit, a lot of with a lot of effort in these games. They're scoring points, unlike the Broncos. But it's just been such a frustrating season for the Raiders, and um, they are going to get. They did. They are getting Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller back. They've been pretty good on offense without them, but they should be even better with them. But I just can't trust this team. The Patriots got lucky with Kyler Murray going down, and they. Went up against against Colt McCoy, who doesn't have the same mobility as Kyler Murray. DeAndre Hopkins also had a fumble that was returned for a touchdown. 
I think they got lucky there, but um, it's Bill Belichick versus Josh McDaniels, and, and Belichick is the much better coach, so I'm going to go with the Patriots here. Understandable. Um, let's go out to L.A. where the 7-6 and six Chargers will welcome in the reeling 7-6 and six Titans. Titans at one point appeared to be a lock to win that division, but now uh, looking sketchy. I still think they'll win it, but probably at like a 9-8 and eight record. Uh, the, the Titans, I, I, they were probably going to struggle on offense due to Traylon Burks being ruled out for, with a concussion last week, but because they were playing the Jaguars, who they've dominated recently, everyone thought they would be fine, but no, they had multiple turnovers, and uh, Trevor Lawrence had over 300 yards passing. And now they're going to play a Chargers team that just uh, that looked really good against the Dolphins, despite being really banged up. Uh, Justin Herbert had Justin Herbert had Keenan Allen and Mike Williams on the field both at the same time. That, that really hasn't happened at all this season. And uh, the Chargers only scored 23 points, but they had a lot of yards. Uh, Justin Herbert had like 350 yards or something. And uh, I like the Chargers to be good on offense again. Mike Rabel's a great coach, but uh, I think the Titans are going to lose yet another game. I'm going to pick the Chargers here. Okay, let's head down to Tampa Bay, uh, keeping on the theme of disappointing teams, uh, where the Buccaneers at 6-7, and seven, welcoming in the 9-4 Bengals. Uh, I think the Bengals got their foot on the gas, and uh, I think I like them big time in this one. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I agree with you too. Uh, Bengals finally, Joe Burrow finally got his first win against the Browns. It took a couple of years, but he got it done. Uh, now they're going to play the Buccaneers. Uh, when the schedule came out, I was like, uh, oh, yeah, this is going to be a great uh, late season game. It should be a fun one. But now I'm not so sure. The Buccaneers just got destroyed by the 49ers. Brock Purdy, a seventh round pick uh, in the NFL draft, was making his first ever NFL career start. And he looked like a he looked like a guy who has been playing for multiple years against their defense. Their defense got torched. And their offense couldn't do anything at all, and it did. And it, and it took a miracle for them to beat the, them for them to beat the Saints on uh, that Monday night a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they're six and seven. If even if they lose this one, they I could still see a path to them winning the division and be nine and eight because their next opponents are the Cardinals, the Panthers, and the Falcons. But um, based on how I've seen the Buccaneers play this season, I really don't think they stand a chance here. So I'm going to go pick the Bengals. Okay, let's head to the Sunday night matchup, which is a really good one. Uh, playoff implications abound with the 7-5-1 Commanders welcoming in the also 7-5-1 Giants. Uh, they got that tie against each other. Well, how do you see this one playing out? These seem to be like two teams heading in opposite directions. Yeah, the Commanders were 4-5 and five at one point, but then they went into Philadelphia on a, mon- on a Monday night to play the undefeated Eagles, and ever since they won that one, they've done nothing but win. They had a they had a multi-game, they were on a big winning streak after beating the Eagles, and then they had a tie against the Giants, which was disappointing for both teams. The ties are awful. I hate them. And the Giants, they started off great. I think they were 7-2 and two at one point, but injuries have started to pile up, and it's becoming too much to handle. Brian Dable's a really good coach, and I think the Giants have a good future with him, but it's getting to be too much to handle. They got destroyed by the Eagles last week, and uh, the Commanders aren't as good as the Eagles, in my opinion, despite beating them once. But 
these two teams did look evenly matched when they played each other week 13, but the commanders had uh, the bye week to prepare and rest up. They had they had an extra week an extra week of preparation, and Chase Young should be making his first appearance this season. So I like the commanders to win this one. Okay, let's wrap this up with uh, one of the most disappointing Monday night games that I can ever remember. I'm sure when the schedule makers drew this one up, they had uh, visions of uh, a great NFC powerhouse battle and playoff preview, but uh, don't think that's happening. Five and eight Packers welcoming in the four and nine Rams. Uh, at least we could see if Baker Mayfield can continue his legend. Uh, I guess so. That was really impressive with Baker uh what Baker Mayfield did. He was only with the Rams for about two days and had that game winning drive. So now he'll have, he'll have had uh, a week to memorize the playbook more, but the Packers defense, uh, it's been a pretty disappointing group this season, but they were, they had, they were on their bye week and they're at home. So I think they'll, uh, I think they'll be good here because the Rams did lose Allen Robinson to the year and Cooper cup is still on IR with a high ankle sprain. On the defensive side, Aaron Donald has a high ankle sprain of his own and uh, won't be playing. And Matthew Stafford isn't expected to come back this year. They'll have to hope, uh, they'll just have to hope that they'll be a better team next year, but they don't have a whole lot of draft picks to make that happen. Uh, it's been a really disappointing year for both of these teams. The Packers are 5 and 8. They're still not finished yet. They could make the playoffs if they go 9 and 8, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but against the Rams at home, I think the Packers will be fine. So I'm going to pick them here. All right. And there you have it, folks. Um, let me and Brennan be among the first to wish you all uh, happy holidays. Uh, we will be back with you next week. Uh, probably two different episodes as there are some Christmas Eve games. Some Christmas, you know, there's a, you know, multiple game, multiple days of the week that have games. So we'll be back uh with you next week. Don't forget to follow Brennan on Twitter at PhD in NFL and head over to QBList.com to view all the great content that's over there, some of which that uh, Brennan contributes to. Take care.